Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. Semele identifies the items that the really good four found in the wild mage's lair. Chess learns more about his cursed armor. The group starts heading towards Pesopt, with Friendtown being on the way. Before they get to Friendtown, they notice an area along the path that they are traveling where the grass and a few people were seemingly trampled by animals. Ooh, we, we got quite the mush. Uh, I'm going to keep walking toward the mushy bodies and pull up, just pull out a coin and kind of look at it and just say, can you, can you keep me safe? <laughs> As you peeled one of the bodies under, off of the ground, there is a completely open and preserved, almost like a journal. Like the person just got unexpectedly hit from behind and they completely landed covered. Landed on their journal. They, oh. they landed on it. Okay, what does the page say? So you see a mountain um, and it's, it's a drawing, a sketch. And on top of the mountain is this large, almost worm-like creature with multiple tongues going out of one of its mouths and it's curled in. You can still see kind of that huge silhouette on top of the mountain despite being so uh, far away from it. The group buries the bodies before moving on towards Friendtown. They spend one more night in the wild and Ralric has a dream. He dreams of scaly McFire tits, except this time Ralric shoots the dragon for extra damage with the newly acquired arrows from the wild mage's lair. He hears the name Juni in reference to his son and remembers that the hero mentioned there is an in-between in Vivamar named Juni. Funky comes to a realization about his name. Let me just say, so the the hero kind of had a chat with me. I don't, I don't. I think he talked to a few of us before we left, and he kind of made me think about some things. I think I should be Thodrin. Thodrin. What? You made us change now? Fake daddy gave me the the funky wee man name. Apparently, Thodrin was my real name when I was born. The hero kind of made me realize that maybe using the name from Fake Daddy wasn't isn't the best idea for a new god. I mean, she made the bangers and mash last night. She brought Tarka back to life. She seems like she's on the up and up, so I'm gonna just assimilate, I guess. <laughs> the group finally makes their way to Friendtown. Pip and Thodrain head into the library and read up on Goliath culture. They discover that Kiyothi's tribe and Haikag's tribe were low in numbers and combined to become one tribe with Haikag marrying Kiyoki as a form of trust and union between the two tribes. The pair had two children together, with implications that those two children are Chest and his sister. The group then go to the bar. A dwarf recognizes Thodrain's new name. Ralric is recognized from Wanadat. You kind of sit there and they wait for about a minute or so for it to be gone, and then they start heading over towards Ralric. Yeah, buddy! You look awfully familiar to me, uh, what'd you say there, hey, hey, hey? Familiar how? I've never been here before. Uh, you haven't been here before, but I've seen your face on a diagram, a picture, if one would say. I've never had any pictures taken of me. Drawings? Uh, it looks like it was hand-drawn. <laughs> I've never had a portrait done. Have you, uh, happened to interact with a dragon any time? I've fought dragons. Uh, what about riding them? Never been on one. Because I'd have killed it first. Give a persuasion check. Eight. You know, you line our pockets, maybe we can look the other way. Chess, they want us to pay them, which we're not going to do. 
<laughs> Alright, let's take a step on outside, Mr. Tough Guy. Just for what? Conversation's over, brother. Alright, you wanna start it here then? Right in the middle of this bar, I can't do it, I'm not scared of that. Now, let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. No mercy, no, no, no mercy, a new chapter, a new work, a new adventure, Stronger's lacking in the smarts. The cleric does the touchy feeling, grumpy healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon slaying bow. And a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy. No, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. You kind of hear there's music playing going on as you all start to kind of start to stand up face to face you guys kind of have your hands on your weapons ready almost like you're out in an old west scenario where you're just ready to draw your guns and people are starting to give you some space again there weren't too many people still in the bar it was starting to thin out but funky had tried to dip out after seeing someone that knew who he was now going by Thodrain, and that kind of triggered this whole sequence so we're going to do this kind of more towards theater of the mind, but it's going to be the three of you um, with Semley kind of off to the side. Um, Funky, you're a little bit, or Thodrain, you're a little bit a ways away because um, you're hiding behind the bar. And they all kind of stare you down. And they're like, all right, guys, uh, let's uh, get it done. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chest would not really be taking nice. these guys seriously. Um, and he's just like, fellas, come on, you don't want to get hurt. Just go on your way. Uh, okay, I guess uh, I'll show you what we got to do. Yeah, if it looks like we're going to end up in a fight, I would like to try and sneak out from behind the bar behind them, if that's feasible. If it has to wait for combat, that's okay. Okay. Give a stealth check, and you still have paths without a trace up. Okay. Good thing, because with paths without a trace, that's only a 17. Yeah, I rolled a 3. Okay. Wow. So you, you think you're able to sneak behind them without them noticing, but you have kind of the four of them grouped together in this cluster. They're looking at the the three of you most intently at Ralric is the one that they want the most and they're like all right let's do this and let's roll initiative five 16 six for funky five for chest 16 21 barbal brawl got three nice okay so that puts pip first uh, Ralric here on deck yeah Okay, I just need I need a little, a little tiny bit of context because I did have to go get a Juan. Um, uh, there was one guy who was kind of spearheading this group who recognized Ralric from Elfton. Yeah, they're they're eyeing down Ralric and they you know asked him if he's ridden a dragon lately. Lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure what. I don't want to do anything too crazy because Pip has. 
a bad track record of doing things that are too crazy right out of the right out of the gate. So Pip peeks out around behind Ralric and says, "You forget about my elf and look after your sad self." And that's that's his vicious mockery, uh, which is only going to require you to do a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's eighteen. Okay, you succeed, and so I guess that means nothing happens. Yeah, I think with vicious vicious mockery is just a cantrip, right? It's, it's just nothing. So yeah, some someone very small sneaks out behind Rylark, yells something, does nothing. Uh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> I, that was a really dumb insult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rylark's up. Mm-hmm. You boys realize we've just recently dispensed of a Medusa. Don't know if you've heard. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh. I don't even know what that is, so, uh, I just dispensed of a goobly gobble. <laughs> it's a lot scarier than three drunk monkeys in a bar. Nah, there's four drunk monkeys four here, drunk. buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, I still don't really want to fight. just want you guys to fuck off. Uh, you give us a little money, we'll fuck off. Hey, hey. Nah, not getting money. We don't negotiate with terrorists, RG4, non-negotiating group of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to hold an action, I guess, with my dagger. I can't really use a bow or a spear in a bar. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's I guess, the trigger? Um, if any of them lays a hand on any of us. Sounds good. So you see Ralric kind of takes out his dagger, trying to get these people to fuck off, just like ready to stab anybody that comes close. But I'm holding it wrong because I haven't used it in so long. So I'm just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Better not get under this. <laughs> Put your hand on the table. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, yep, next up's Funky. I Can I tell? It, it doesn't seem like there's one that's kind of leading the show here. There's one that's kind of talking more than the others, but they're considered a uh, group of one. I'll just I'll tell you what, like, what I'd like to try and do, Tyler, and I guess you'll just tell me how, how this plays out. Uh, I'd like to try and sneak up behind the one that's been talking and slap the manacles on their wrists if I can. Nice. Okay. Nice use of items. I'm going to say this would probably be more of a strength type than athletics type check because his hands aren't naturally behind him, so you're not, like, sneaking. You're going to have to put it on one and then, like, pull it towards the other. Give a rassle check. So give an athletics check. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's a hate. Okay. Yeah, so you you kind of sneak up behind him, try to slap it on one, but you can't get the manacle to close around the first one, and he kind of just throws you off and it kind of elbows you in the face. Okay. Uh, would you? Is that? Would that be probably my action? Yeah, that would be considered your action. He didn't leave. He's still here. Into some real kinky shit. Why are there pink feathers on these? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then I guess I would try and move away from him if it didn't work. I, I don't think I can't disengage as a bonus action, so I'll probably just try and move away. Okay. So they'll take an opportunity attack at you. And so what they're going to do is you see one, it grabs a bar stool and just swings it at your head for a okay. 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. So you feel the, the bar stool just crash against your head. You take 12 bludgeoning damage as it breaks across your head and kind of causes you to stumble back a little bit as you try to sneak it back out. 
Next up is Chest. Uh, okay, Chest, seeing them hit Funky with the bar stool is going to be like, oh, come on, guys, and he's going to head towards them and uh, throw his try to throw his net on them. Okay. I don't know what Here's size they're considered. Huge. Oh, huge swarm. Oh, it's huge? Okay. Never mind, because net only works against large. Yeah. Um, a point to say about the net is something that I found out about it is mm-hmm. it's really quirky um, but I've been doing it wrong okay so a net yeah so its range is five yeah but it's a thrown weapon and if you are within five feet of someone when it's a thrown weapon it's disadvantage so a net is technically disadvantaged no matter where you throw it from really yeah <laughs> that's weird okay uh all right, so I guess uh, Chest is going to get out his trusty Morning Star and, tr- and just be like, "All right, fellas, I'm gonna try my best not to kill you. Feel free to run off crying whenever you want, and I'll swing with my Morning Star." Uh, that's pretty bad, actually. Thir- Thirteen still hits. Okay. Um, I mean, not Pip, but Claire's only been to a handful of bar fights, and uh, no one's ever pushed a bar fight up to an 11 with a morning star. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's, uh, okay, that hits, that's a 2 plus 5 is 7 piercing, and I'll use a combat maneuver to, uh, I'll try menacing attack, I guess, uh, wisdom saver frightened. That's another 8 damage, so 15 total. That is 15 for a wisdom save. What do you say the total damage was? Uh, 15 was the total damage. Uh, what is the type? Uh, piercing. Okay. Um, and it's uh, 15 to save, so I think they just save. Okay. And second attack is a nat 20. Nice. Uh, so that's 2d8. Death. That's death in a bar fight. Two plus three. That's pretty weak. Five plus five is ten. So that's another ten damage. And I will use another superiority die. And again, that's to scare them. So that's another four damage. So fourteen damage total. And another save. Wisdom save. How much damage total? You said fifteen total. Fifteen and fourteen. So twenty-nine. Another wisdom save. Yeah. This one's a three. Yeah, so they're frightened of me. Okay. Until the end of my next turn. So they can't move closer to you, right? I guess so, yeah. Um, and I think they have, do they have disadvantage as long as I'm within view? They might be. Yep, have disadvantage on ability attacks and attack rolls while you are in line of sight. How are they looking? They're looking okay. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and action surge and do it all again. Sorry if it takes so long, but... Um, first roll is a 14. Uh, second roll is an 18. Both hit. Both hit, so I'll do another 6 plus 5 is 11, and 6 plus 5 is 11, so another 22 damage. And I'll, the first one, I guess, will be a trip attack. Uh, so that's an extra 3 damage. It's a 16. Yeah, that saves. And second one will be a trip attack again. And that's another 4 damage. Another 16. So that's another 29 damage. And that's 4 of my <laughs> superiority and 1 action surge. 
Do y'all ever feel like we're doing a bad job at Friend Town? <laughs> yeah. We're in a fight within hours. Sorry, what did you say the second save was, Tyler? 16. They're both saved. Okay, they both saved. So, okay, um, that is everything. That how are they looking? Looking okay. okay. Uh, so you see, Chess kind of just start wailing at uh, this group of people, and they seem pretty hardy to actually being slashed upon. Like you, you've seen people in the past take this kind of damage, and they tended to get a lot more hurt. But these people, like it's they're wearing some armor, so it's glancing blows off the armor, yeah. and then they're just fairly muscular, so it's not um, doing as much as you might expect. As Chess like, just tries to frighten them, you see, despite them failing the save, they just kind of shake it off and just smile. Okay. So you see Chess just kind of go through his whole arsenal that you've seen take down so many people before, and this group is still currently standing. Okay, that's it for me. Next uh, is the Barber one. Okay, so they, I mean, you're the only person within striking range, so they're just going to go for chest. So they have disadvantage? They're not frightened. They're not frightened? Nope. Why are they not frightened? They have drunk strength. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, it us- it's usually followed up by drunk sleepiness, so I think they'll you'll be okay. <laughs> or a trip to 7-Eleven. <laughs> so... Do you once it's their turn, you kind of see the bar brawl is starting to really pick up, and people off to the sides are just punching each other in the face, even if they're not involved. Once the, these people's turn starts to pick up, everything starts to get a bit more chaotic. And one grabs a bottle, smashes it on the table, and then swings it and tries to strike chest across the head for a twenty-one to hit. That hits. So that is ten slashing damage. Okay, I'll uh, I'll react by doing a Stone's Endurance. Twelve plus, sorry, I reduced fifteen of it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm vulnerable to to slashing, right? You are vulnerable to slashing and piercing. Piercing. Yes. So that would have been twenty damage. Uh, yes. Okay, so I reduced that to to just five. So you see, um, one of these people just smashes a bottle on the table. This is when the humans just kind of rakes across chest face. You see him kind of just go down to the side, kind of bend over, and then he, you see him flex his muscles and kind of stand up and almost like no-selling the, the hit. And another person grabs a bar stool and just whacks chest across the back with it. Um, that is a 19 to hit. So... It would depend if I have my shield out. I don't think I would have had my shield out. I said I wasn't taking them seriously. So I'm going to say that hits. Okay. And that will be a total of only six bludging damage, which you are resistant to. So only three? Or yeah. did you already have it? Okay. So only three. So you see the one of them just kind of slams a barstool across chest back, and he's still kind of flexing. And... <clears throat> doesn't do much at all and he just kind of looks back at the human over, over his shoulder and the human kind of shrinks a little bit looking like he almost feels smaller <laughs> and that is their turn uh, that brings us back up to Pip at the top uh, Pip, it feels vulnerable because it sounds like a total shit show in this place um, <laughs> so I, Tyler, I imagine this is just like kind of pandemonium all around us 
Yeah, it's starting. So as we kind of go back to the top, other people are starting to get into the fight. Not not getting involved with your fight, kind of leaving you and your qualms alone. Um, but they're they're all starting to beat each other up, and it's starting to get kind of loud in here. Okay, I think what Pip would want to do is, with his daggers, kind of do some attacks on the way through while doing a run and dive behind the bar. (laughs) (laughs) So these would be like proximity, like close proximity strikes with his daggers, but then my movement would just be doing like a tuck and roll behind the bar. So I'm going to roll d20 for some attacks and offhand attack. Okay. An 18 for the first one. Yep, that hits. And that's only a four piercing. Ooh, and then a 25 for my offhand attack. Yep, that hits. And then that's very good. That's a six piercing. Okay. I can do a slashing flourish right now with my bardic inspiration die because my one of my attacks hit, and so I get to add a d8, which is, there's an extra five damage in there to the amorphous mob I'm attacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, then I will, I'm just gonna like, I'm running through and I guess I will bonus action disengage and tuck and roll behind the bar. Can you do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Only rogues. What do you mean? I think only rogues I'm... can disengage as a bonus. But I'm a College of Swords. Oh, you can bonus action disengage in that call? That's pretty cool. I thought only rogues could do that. It's very likely that only rogues can do that, because I might be remembering my cat rogue. Uh, I'll take an opportunity attack just because I can't read fast enough. So yeah, do you want to do an opportunity attack on me as I'm r- running? Sure, and then you can kind of look for me meantime. No, I guess I don't. I don't think I can disengage. It doesn't ring a bell, but um, so they'll. One of them grabs another bar. So the poor person behind the bar is just like, no, no, no! I'm gonna replace all of these. (laughs) And uh, you get smacked across the head with a bar, or he swings at your head with the the bar stool. Always going for the head. That is a twelve to hit. I duck because I'm shorter than he expected and sneak around the corner of the bar. So you see Pip kind of run up as they're distracted by Chess kind of in the middle of all four of them. They're all just like trying to go after them and Pip just runs in and poke poke in a nice flourish kind of swings to the side and does a 180 with a flourish and pieces out and one of the people tries to grab a bar stool and turn and just completely whiffs before they can even reach Pip. Hey! Because I can't bonus action disengage, could I bonus action grab a shot behind the bar? Because that's stressful for Pip. (laughs) (laughs) And you see Pip just hop up towards the bar stool. Give a performance check, Pip. Ooh, yes. Yes, queen. Okay, not great, but I rolled a 12, but it's plus 6, so 18. (laughs) So you see Pip kind of prance, jumps on a a person's back who just kind of got knocked over. And then pounces up onto a bar stool, and you see a drink kind of slide down the bar, and goes, catches it and takes a sip. Cocktail shit. Next up, Robert Grimes. Nice. <clears throat> All right, I'm ready to get in it now. Lion, dagger swinging, still kind of awkward because you know they are 15-ish feet away. If you did want to bow and arrow, but oh, I'm running. Okay, yeah, I'm running up in it. <laughs> So you see Ralric start to run towards the group, and they're like, him, 
It's him. I'm gonna swing at whoever said him. And I rolled a 14. That hits. Yay. And dagger damage. What is that? So that'd be for six piercing. Okay. And my second attack will be 16. Also hits. For seven damage. Okay. Piercing, of course. So you see Rowler kind of run up to the same one that Pip had run up to before and just continue... Put a, you know another couple holes in the same person. Couple holes, just a couple holes. It's a pokey poke. I'm just gonna after I poke poke. I'm just gonna be like, you're not getting money, dude. You're just getting holes. Just <laughs> gonna be more holes. Uh, after Rowrick is funky. So after getting smacked with a chair, I probably stumble a bit and oh fuck, uh, burn, and do a men's slow pitch softball and toss a sacred flame over in that direction. So it's a uh, deck save. That's an eight. Eight. So that's a fail. So that's five. And then realizing that I'm a bit exposed and seeing all this shit going on, I just kind of go, oh, uh, shit, keep me safe tomorrow, and pull out a coin and give it a kiss. And you see something kind of shimmer around me, and I cast Sanctuary. One's a cantrip, one's first level. Okay. Can you cast Can you cast one of those as bonus action? Yes. Sanctuary is a bonus action. Oh, cool. I didn't know you could do that. So. Yeah, if the, uh, the, if the action is a cantrip, you can cast a bonus action spell. Yeah, cool. All right. Next up. Next up is chest. And you see the, the sacred flame attacks these people and seems to do a bit more damage than what's been done to them so far. Okay. Chest uh, is not smart enough to realize that his new fancy axe would probably do way more damage to them. Or not that he's not smart enough, but hasn't really accepted it yet as a thing. So he uh, he's still using his Morning Star. Um, he's impressed that they're as resilient as they are, and he's like, he's like, well, I gotta hand it to you, fellas. You uh, you've lasted a lot longer than most of the other things I fought. But again, I will give you your <laughs> give you a chance. Feel free to run out, try whenever you like, and chest will swing again. So that's a 19 plus eight is 27 or something, it's- and. Second one is a 13 plus 8, 21. Hits. Okay, and 1 plus 5 is 6, and 6 plus 5 is 11, so 17 total. And that's it. Okay, so you see Chess just continue to swing around these people surrounding him. Hits one, hits another. <laughs> but they're still standing, barely. They're, they're looking hurt. Okay. Who's up next? Yep, next up's Bar Brawler. They're going to look at their target, Rallerick, and go for an attack um, so they swing a bottle at your at your kind of chest area Ralric just kind of stabbing you with it after breaking it off of the table and it's 21 to hit that'll hit Ooh. my elf I think what you meant was your crumpled mass on the floor 12 my office piercing damage <laughs> or sorry slashing damage 12 yep and then the also the one who tried to swing at Pip but Miss still has the bar still in their hands. I'm just going to continue the motion and try to slam into you. And that's a 23 to Indeed. <laughs> they do 10 bludgeoning damage. And then, then at the end of their turn, you see emerging into the bar is um, Elbit Conway. And he just goes, That's enough, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Stop fighting in the bar. <laughs> 
And it's up to the top of the... Yep. Did anyone respond to him? It's your chance first to respond. Yep. Pip's turn first. Pip does respond to authority in the village and maybe is standing on the bar and tries to hide what he's doing in this brawl by pulling out his ukulele and starts playing some show tunes. (laughs) Give a performance check. (laughs) It's not an attack. It's just... Oh, oh my god. This is a, a, a 25 performance. <laughs> like, I'm really singing show tunes. So you see Pip just kind of in the middle of this chaos. You've got the tavern <laughs> band still just, like, trying to play even harder as everything's going on. And then the bar, just break, bar fight just breaks out. And then Pip just starts mm-hmm. playing and playing so wonderfully that everybody's, like, trying to tell the tavern band to shut up what pit play as the source of the music. This is, this is like Catherine Zeta-Jones, Chicago. It, like, Pip is doing it on the bar. Like, it, it completely adds to the confusion of nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. Next up. Yeah, next up is Roward. So, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of, like, hunched over from getting whacked with the bar stool. So, just, like, stand up and look at Elbert Conway and be like, uh, is it... <laughs> <laughs> These guys just hitting us with bottles and stools. I don't know what's going on here. With the dagger in your hand. <laughs> but, but I'm holding it wrong, so I... Okay. He's holding it wrong. <laughs> His friends are singing. I found this. I don't even know what it is. Here, do you want this? It was on the ground. <laughs> Where do okay, I this, report daggers This came to? with the stake. <laughs> Should I do a persuasion situation or something? I'm going to guess that Rallerick's performance checks are not great, based on Rallerick. Yeah, give a persuasion check. <laughs> persuasion also not great, but we'll see what happens. 19. <laughs> Doesn't seem to know how to hold a dagger. <laughs> next up. Yeah, next up is Funky. Um, so hearing Dad come in to bust up the party, and then hearing Pip start playing, I probably would give one look to the... To the guys that are fighting, seeing the buds that my buds are doing all right, and then go pull up a stool at the bar, like Pip, but leave sanctuary on myself. <laughs> so <laughs> selfish like that. Nice. <laughs> Y'all see, uh, Thodrain with a little bit of a glow goes up to the bar, just sits down. Try to call the bartender over to get a beer. Pip does that, his eyes at you, and says, "Tips are welcome. Just because we're family doesn't mean I won't take that coin." <laughs> So you see Thodrain kind of gets up on a table, kind of tries to call the bartender over, and the bartender's like, dude, are you serious? And then you see him, like, duck real quick, and a glass flies and hits the wall behind his head. Uh, <laughs> Thodrain's just like, drink, please. Can I, can I just serve, serve myself? <laughs> <laughs> We're all doing it. Yeah, next up is chest. This is going to be a hard sell. <laughs> uh, chest is, is uh, like, he sees that... What's his name again? Elbit. Yeah, he sees Elbit come in. He's like, Elbit, can you help me get these morons out of here? They just started attacking us. Point like pointing at the the bar brawler, and he's got he's actually at this point got his shield out. Yeah, you said they're looking pretty rough. Yeah. Um. He's okay. He's let. So yeah. So I'm going to attack, but my my uh, swings are not to kill. Okay. Um. They're just to knock him out. So twenty one. Oops. And 17. Alright, both hit. So that's 9 
And they're still standing after the first? Yep. Okay, second is 12. Okay, they're still standing. And okay. give a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh, okay. Because you said it was their fault, and then you just started hitting them. <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to protect my friends. <laughs> persuasion. Plus one. That is a four. Oh, well, that was not even with disadvantage. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second one was a 19. That would have been good. Uh, or a 20, mod 20, but yeah, okay, four. Um, it'll be their turn, and... Just as yelling at him, like, just, you know, like, just get out of here, idiots. They're going to kind of start to back off, kind of raising their arms and kind of, like, stumble their way towards the door. Okay, Chess would lower his morning star and just be like, you know, pushing them out the door, essentially. Yeah, so they kind of head out and kind of squeeze past Elbit, and so, yeah, you kind of fall out of initiative order there, and the band just, without a hitch, just continues playing. Uh, 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 wait, wait, wait. The band has a brief pause as Pip finishes Chicago number and dips into his share sequence, which is, I believe in RG4. I can feel something inside me say three would be not enough. And wait, five would be too many and three would need one more. And then, uh, <laughs> then the band can start. <laughs> you see Elbert kind of tap his toe and he just... All right, y'all can stay here for free tonight. Ooh, I did it! Oh, Chess would be like going around and like trying to help pick up everything. Clean I slide up the a coin mess. over to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he and he Damn says, right. he goes over to you, Chess, and he says, "Man, y'all people from Fight Town sure knew how to how to treat a place." <laughs> Chess Chess looks at him. He's like, "Oh, but man, I'm sorry. I I I promise you." That I was trying my best not to get involved in that. They were, they wanted to hurt my friend Ralric, and they just would not go away. And they started attacking us, so I was just mostly trying to protect my friends there. I know, like, I know we messed up your place, and I'm happy to help fix it. I, uh, I done some woodworking, actually, so if, uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to, love to help make some new stools. And, uh, I think we can probably pay for some, a lot of the stuff that was broken. I think probably what we prefer the most, and I think would make the most sense, is if you uh, if you paid for it instead, because it'd probably be good if you left in the morning, especially if you said that they're out for your friend there. They might go get backup or something. And then I personally don't want you know more stuff destroyed, because then you're going to have to pay me more money. Chest size, and he's like, all right, well, let me make you one stool, and I'll, we'll pay for the rest. A wooden stool, right? Not a bowel movement. That's right. All right, go, go away at it. Okay, so give a let's say dexterity check with uh, proficiency. Okay. So wait, is this a thing that Chest actually has? Yeah, I have a carpenter. I remember I bought. Well, this is a long, long time ago. I bought carpenter tools a long time ago, and I like it's a weird feature of fighter where you get like proficiency in something early on. Um, that's a thirteen plus proficiency is uh, three, so sixteen. Okay. And that was plus your dex? Yeah, so 13 plus 1 plus 3. Okay. Uh, so you all see Chessie makes a... 12 plus 1 plus 3. So. He makes a... Uh, if you haven't seen him kind of build before, he's whittled away with wood one night a while ago, as did Thawdrain, but you're 
moderately impressed. It's a pretty decent job. I put my butt oh, on wow. that. Oh, so you can kind of nice take job, another stool as a prototype, line it up right next to it, and kind of almost use yeah. it as a stencil. Um, and then Chess would go to the barkeep, and he's like, and he would motion for Pip to come over and be like, Pip, can you can you work out with uh, this fella here how much we can uh, pay him to oh. sort of fix things up here? Mm. Hello, friend. I am the CFO of this ragtag group. Uh, what do we owe you for the damage? You know, just, I don't know how much money you got, but whatever you can spare would be great. I know value, like, ten? Ten gold? Ten bananas? Ten dollars? Oh, ten. <laughs> well, sure, 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 that's real nice of you. Thank you for that ten gold. Okay, I, I give ten. Love him. <laughs> Yeah, chest looks he's like it probably would have been cheaper just to pay those morons, but I don't like. I'd, I'd rather have the money go here. It's the principle of it. It's the it's the principle of situation. <laughs> chest goes over to check on Ralric. He's like, "You're right, Ralric. They uh, looks like they got you pretty good with the bottle." Yeah, I'm fine. Just a scratch. Tis very scratch. deep, deep scratch. <laughs> <laughs> that actually hurt quite a bit. I walk up to Broward and give him a nice big hug and infuse him with some cure wounds. And just hug a little bit too long mm-hmm. to make sure the heels really take. <laughs> Marinate in it. Oh. Elbit's going to walk in around the room and sees you hugging a little bit too long and gives like a stray, confused look. <laughs> and it's like he's cleaned up a couple of tables by the time that you let go. <laughs> and then he says, That's beautiful. <laughs> um, Did you roll for that? <laughs> yeah, you get, you get seven. Seven? Seven. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. Plus modifier, uh, 11. Nice. Chest is going to sort of, like, after cleaning up for a while and making that other stool and stuff, he's going to kind of slump down into a, at one of the tables. Just kind of, like, looks very tired. And he's like, oh, man, how come we can't go somewhere and just have a relaxing time? Pip is not helping clean up. He is lying on the bar. Um, but he did pony up ten gold for this and does kind of lazily turn over to the barkeep and say, Hi, could those G's include a snack pack for me and my buds? We've had kind of a rough time here. Kind of looks like... Uh, thinks about a little bit, looks up in the air, and then kind of scrambles behind the bar and pulls out a very modest platter of crackers and cheese. Oh, Pip's not fancy. He's not gonna turn his nose up. Wait, you like had a, you eating? had a, you had like an actual meal before, but oh. they didn't have a. I know, but food. you know, sometimes after <laughs> you've had a good fight, you want a little cheese and cracker snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Pepperoni pizza. That was quite the craziest thing there. That was pretty cool. There was stabbing that you did. <laughs> Thank you. You're teaching Cecily some bad stuff. I think. Name Semily, buttfuck. Sorry, I yeah, Semily. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Honestly, I'm not great with names. I'm, yeah, not even great. Pip would have would have been upset by that language coming out of his sister, but we're in a bar. That we're not bar, and that response is appropriate. Also, I did forget my sister was there. And, I'm uh, learning to be witty. Are you okay? Are you? You're you're good, right? You're good. 
Yeah, I was. I mean, it was a little difficult to read with all the noise and people throwing stuff around. But <laughs> I got a few pages in. Uh, is Chess looking okay after that? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd probably just go around straightening, straightening up the stools right at the bar, and then drinking any drinks that I find that are not finished and still not Oof. tipped over. <laughs> um, is this an inn as well? Uh, there is a, like a modest couple of places next door that you can stay. Yeah, I'm just like wondering like we need to leave expeditiously, but we can spend the night in this town. Is that Yeah, they wanted us to head out in the morning essentially. Yeah, he he was saying that they may potentially get some backup, so you know, the longer that you stay, the more likely something else is going to happen that could be worse. Yeah, chest I mean chest would 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 uh, eventually stand up and be like, "All right, Fellas, I'm gonna go get some sleep, and head over, head over to the nearest in modest accommodations. As you said, Albert kind of tries to herd the rest of you out so that they can. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna follow nice. as well. It better be nice. I mean, it, I like the snuggle hut and everything, Pip. It's it's cool, but you know, sleeping on the ground. Make sure to say bye before you go. Yeah, I, I'll come by in the morning, Albert. Don't worry. Yeah, sorry, sorry about the mess. They did just kind of try and jump us. If yeah, uh, didn't have trusty Goliath here, wouldn't believe you so easily. <laughs> really? Cause I rolled a nineteen. Thanks, Chess. Yeah, I would have believed that one, but the other folks probably not so much. <laughs> does Does old Nan have a sister in this town? <laughs> <laughs> Nan, none, non. I don't know what else there would be. Old nine. The Italian one, old Nona. (laughs) All right, so you uh, all kind of leave the bar having had a meal, a fight, and a drink. And a bedtime snack. And a bedtime snack. And you go next door, and there's just like a, it's a kind of a small room. It's not even a, not even a home or anything. It's just like this really small standalone room um, that's meant for guests that come in. Shanty. Well, Chess, Chess would go up, and he'd just be like, we, uh... We need four beds for uh, <clears throat> these, fo- these folks here. Oh, sorry, Semily, f- five. <laughs> um, and you kind of walk in, and like I said, it's, it's just a room. They, the the bartender kind of pointed you to the next next place. He said, there's going to be some beds in there. That's where you got to go. And there's no beds, though? Uh, no, there are beds. No beds. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's no front desk. So, but there, it's like, yeah, there's no front desk. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like you walk I in, see. and there are like six beds. Oh, okay. No Chess still server. said that when he walked in. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> well, this is actually I- ideal for Ralleric because I don't have to deal with any customer service <laughs> associates. <laughs> All right. Well, Chess will just kind of look around, look around and shrug, and then just like plop down on the bed. Um, so you each get your own. It's kind of like a hostel, but you're the only people in here. Okay. Um,. Pip would kind of keep an eye on Semily as, as she went to bed, and then hopefully while she's not looking, Pip whispers, Snuggle Hut! And casts a bed-sized Snuggle Hut over her bed. <laughs> <laughs> Just over Semily? Just over Semily. <laughs> okay. But you have to be inside it too, I think. Oh, do I? Yeah, so you kind of scooch the beds closer Fine. together. Fine, it's there are two beds close together, <laughs> and there's just two gnomes in a snuggle hut. Pimp, sing a song about this. <laughs> Two gnomes and a snuggle hut. 
What is me and what is you? Just that regular song I used to sing when you were a kid. <laughs> uh, I probably would stay up for a while at least and keep an eye out uh, until I start getting uh, beer tired and then I'd probably fall asleep. <laughs> okay. Anyone else do anything before you pass out? Nope. Just is going right to, to sleep. Just sitting down, still irritated about those pushy brawlers. Rollark has an extra four hours from the rest of us to just seethe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and I use it. <laughs> so you all go to sleep. Have a nice night's sleep, because this is the first time you've slept in real beds in quite a long time. Pricent. Yeah, it's really Altia. far back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say Fight Town, but even though we were in houses and tents, those were beds. Those yeah. are Goliath's times. <laughs> Um, so you all just really pass out and you wake up in the morning you you kind of look around open up your eyes and you see you hear kind of this exciting kind of happiness going on outside and you just look over and you see Ralric is just completely seething <laughs> <laughs> just his hey buddy state. in the morning I'd probably spend a little time like praying to tomorrow and pick, uh, to come up with spells and everything um have a, I would like to have a little chat with her in theory uh, to come up with uh, remove curse for chest. Okay. Just hey, hey Tamara. Uh, turns out our bud's got some some uh, wonky armor. Um, you got any ideas? You don't hear anything, but um, as you're flipping the coin, think about this in the morning. You know, choosing your spells for the day. Just the remove curse spell kind of just comes hmm. in into your brain, and you. you th- like you're, you kind of, as you're going through the Rolodex, it kind of like that one piece of the Rolodex, it lingers at that moment for a while before going on. Ah, thanks. Uh, and then before we head out a bit, I would probably call Chest over. Hey, hey, Chest, re- remember yesterday, uh, Assembly told you your armor was kind of wonky? Yeah, uh, I do. I think I can at least make it so it doesn't hurt you so much. Looked like you were getting walloped a bit last night. Well, uh, yeah, anytime anything sharp hits this shit, it just like, just goes right through like butter. It sucks. And I just kind of start, just kind of start chanting a little bit and saying like go away, curse. Go away, curse. <laughs> go away, curse. Go away! And then just kind of put both hands right on, on chest plate. Give him like a I don't know, stop him short. So you would have some idea uh, if he stays attuned to this, it's not going to really matter. Right. He stays attuned to this and keeps wearing it. So I'll, I'll just, I guess I'll kind of explain that. Like, I think, so I think somehow the armor affects you. And so I don't think you, I think if you keep the armor on, I think you're always going to get pointy. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy to get rid of this shit as soon as I can. I don't, uh, Tyler, are there shops in this town? There were some, some shops. Okay. Um, Chess, Chess is like, all right, well, before we head out, Funky, I'll check the shop, see if I can swap out, swap out some armor. and. Uh... We're, we're also going to real city times where there's, like, going to be real shops. Yeah, true. If we're kind of Goliath-restricted here. I also have a down payment on some armor from Skull Stanley. So what I'll say is, if you want to, like, here's how you could do it, is you could unattuned to it, remove curse, and you could still wear it without attuning to it. 
So like it oh, would be you like can you can choose not to attune to it. I th I think you have to concentrate on yeah you have to con like actually try to attune to it. And so then it would just be regular old plate armor. I believe so. Which is still very good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really strong. I, it just seems like unfair. Yeah, sure, I can do that. So, or here's what we'll do: when you go to the shop person, they'll willingly do like a fair swap with you. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That'll make it easier. I'll, how about this? Seems actually more fair to swap the plate for like cursed plate for splint. Because splint is cheaper, right? Yeah, but like uh, regular, reg like cursed plate that you just don't attune to is still regular plate. All right. Yeah. So they would not have plate. They have splint. They would have chainmail. Would be the highest up heavy. Uh. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to spend too much. I can sort of figure this out with you after. I guess I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I can. Mm. Like if I can just not attune to it, I can do that. If I can't do that, then I'll take the chainmail, I guess. So for now, why don't we say you have the chainmail? Sure, okay. Well, we'll just do like a, a, a trade for that. They kind of know, they do a little uh, spell looking over it, because, you know, spells are okay here. They see that it's cursed, so it's going to be worth a little less, and they yeah. offer up, like, this is the best heavy armor we can give Okay. in trade. Sure, we'll do that. Cool. So chest doesn't get poked anymore. Or double poked. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, chest would like go back out wearing that, feeling a bit better on his like not wearing this heavy armor that sucks, and just go back to the Funky and be like, "Thanks, Funky. Yeah, appreciate it. This is uh, this feels a lot better." Yeah. It looks nice too. I try and poke it. Does it kind of do like a wave? Is <laughs> well, it would be under my like other clothes. And I'll say. Also, just give a general persuasion check, Chess. Uh, 15. Okay, so in the trade, they'll also give you 100 gold. Nice, okay. Ooh. Claire, can you put that in? So you, you have 100 gold for your armor? Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't think to say this last night, but I would have tried to find my manacles if I could when we were cleaning up. <laughs> you, you eventually would have made sure that you did not lose those knowing your person and background so we it sounds like there's a big party going on um so maybe this all this stuff that happened with chest and fungus should be later on in the day but chest is interested in this like all this fun going on outside yeah this is like one of the few days he's not getting up and stretching in the morning because he feels so like relaxed finally and he goes out and what does he see out so, yeah, as you go outside, you can see um, in the middle of the building. So if you were to actually look at the arrangement of the buildings themselves from a bird's eye view, this is what it would actually look like. <laughs> a smiley face. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, so like where the nose in a smiley face would be is a group of uh, two circles. On the inside are children. And they're kind of just like skipping and dancing and twirling around with, mm -hmm. you know, those gymnastic. I don't even know what you call those. Those flyer things. Yeah, like like old school. Yeah, rhythmic gymnastics. Well, we'll feral and old school. 
Yes. I bet there's a maypole in the middle and there are kids just dancing around it. So you see kids with different colors. They're on the inside circle going one way and then on the outside are adults going the other way. And you see them, they're kind of waving their hands around and you're seeing kind of these fireworks spring up from the center of the circle and go up into the air and fly out around and just kind of dance around into these different colors and animals and you're kind of following it along. It's almost like like this kid's animal story of this little baby, uh, like Simba, you know, little baby mm-hmm. lion growing up into into a big lion. Um, and then uh, on, the, on the outside, just kind of scattered about are other people just kind of stomping their feet and playing music as this is going on. Just kind of seems like a mini festival almost. Would Chest have any idea, like, what this is about? Like, why this is happening? Won't even make you roll for it, no. You, you would okay. Have... No real clue. Okay. Pip doesn't care that he doesn't know what this is about. He loves every second of this, and he wants Semele to be in this too, because it seems like a festival that would have been in Hippo Blue, and is just dragging his sister along to like partake in music and dancing. And I, I feel like Semele doesn't dance, but Pip's trying to get her to dance. Funky's right into it too. Because knowing that festivals like this usually result in everyone getting shit-faced, I would probably turn to Pip and say, "Sadly, Pip, uh, I think we fu- I think we go to the kids' line, but I, there's probably Doesn't... beer at the end of the day." Oh. <laughs> and I'd be following you guys if you're heading into the circles. Otherwise, oh yeah, Pip le- yeah. wants to be in the circles. Oh yeah. And you see, kind of, you see Pip kind of try to drag Simley towards the kind of the kid circle in the middle, and some of the kid guys are like, "No, kids only. You're not allowed here." stupid no adults and they kind of push you out to the adult circle all right we'll go to the adult circle you know if you want to do kind of any cantrips as you're running around you can okay i'm just like doing little like not little flames but but kind of little sparkler bursts from my fingers like some sort of what would that be press digitation or something some kind of minor illusion toing 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 you're helping kind of the lights and Everything that's going on, you're kind of bending mm-hmm. it with your prestidigitation a bit more. So it looks looks a little more sleek. And Semley just kind of going along. She's like, Theodore, come on, dance with us. And you see the robot kind of scamper over. And it just kind of very mechanical, walking along, but going up and down about, you know, a foot. You with hydraulics. The, and that's it's, doing it's, the robot? It does the robot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. does the robot. I'm so proud of you, Bernie. <laughs> no, he's just kind of walking along and just bouncing up and down in one foot increments, and you hear the hydraulics going off. I, I imagine these are mostly Goliaths, so if everyone's holding hands, then Funky's legs are like two feet off the ground, just kicking. <laughs> <laughs> and Rylark's loving this? He loves it, right? Not at first, but I'm slowly starting to do like little elf hops. <laughs> <gasps> You know, not smiling yet, but just kind of mm-hmm. bumping along. You're the dad at the the dad chaperone at the dance. Yeah, definitely arms crossed. You know, <laughs> I'm keeping my eye out for any sign of kegs getting rolled out too through all this. It's like yeah. first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this is the life we've chosen. <laughs> yes, man. As you're kind of going along, you see Elbit. He just walks over to Chest. He's like, "Pretty, pretty neat, isn't it, huh?" Chest would be looking for him actually. Uh. Yeah, Chess would so Chess is like, yeah, well, I, I never seen, like, what, what is this? What's going on? 
Oh, this? This is Monday. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah, well, I, I know it's Monday, but how come you're doing all this, like, dancing stuff? You never heard much about Friend Town? I guess you are from Fight Town. You don't hear anything about any of us. Yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't hear a ton. Like, what's... We just like to dance and have fun, practice our magic. We're kind of like the, uh, I'd say, the tourist Goliath Town out of all of them. So, you know, this attracts people here too, make some money and stuff, but kind of try to give off a good reputation for the glass. From a distance, you hear a pep scream. Would you call it the happiest place on earth? (laughs) (laughs) That's just... It's just looking around, kind of like... He, he doesn't really know what he's looking at, but it feels kind of nice. And he's just kind of like... Yeah, this, this is... I gotta say, this is pretty neat. We never do anything like this up in Fight Town. I mean, we have, like, in the trials, we do our, like, sort of music circles. But uh, never anything like this. Yeah, we're kind of the opposite of you guys, where you, like, break out music every once in a while. We break out fighting every once in a while. Just this, just kind of, like, nodding. He's like, well... Huh. Okay. I uh I got to say it's uh it's feels pretty nice this place here. Well, uh after you folks leave today, you can stop on back anytime. Just sort of smiles. He's like, "I appreciate that. I might maybe I'll come down here sometime." And you see kind of this younger female Goliath, probably about your age, walk over to Elbit and she kind of sees you she goes, "Well, hello there, chest." Uh, and you recognize her as her name is Ellie, and she was in kind of your your training class. Not from Fight Town. Not though, from, from Fight Town, though. She was okay. from Friend Town. Chess looks at her and he's like, "Ellie, that's Ellie. I haven't seen you in years. How you doing? Hey, I've been doing all right. How you been doing? Ah, uh, well, that is a complicated question, but I will say, uh, pretty good for the most part." We got, you know, got attacked in a bar last night by some people, and uh, that was a bit unfortunate. But, you know, learning lots. I'll say that. Learning lots. Yeah, well, great seeing you. Haven't seen you since, you know, way back when. We don't, I guess, wouldn't really expect to see you at all. Yeah, I I, I don't often see too many people since, uh, you know, after... After training, especially, you know, up in Fight Town. But, uh, yeah, what you been up to? Uh, you know, just doing magic <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> I guess, uh, not much more to say. It's, do we just practice magic here? That's what we've been doing? Just wanted to come over and say hi to you. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, well, nice to see you. We, uh, we're gonna be heading out, but, you know, I guess I'll, I'm hoping to, hoping to come back and hang out here sometime soon because it seems so pleasant and she kind of puts her hand on your shoulder and she goes you can come back anytime chest chesta would not clue in and he would be like oh yeah thank you that's uh that's what elbit here said uh so it's nice to have two invitations please wink at elbit (laughs) (laughs) and she says well i heard that you gotta get on your way so and she kind of gives you a wink turns around, gives a toss of the hip. She's like, I'll see you later. Just, uh, yeah, he sort of waves. He's like, yeah, good, good, good to see you. Catch you later. Elba just kind of continues on like he hadn't been interrupted at all. And he just says, so which way are you going? Where are you heading? Heading up north or are you heading east? We're, well, we're heading east to Pesop. I got a couple things to check in on there. So 
And my, my friend over there, Pip, the little, the little, little, little one, and uh, his sister, they, they got some stuff they gotta check in on. Alright, well, you going that way? Uh, as you head out town towards the east, the last kind of store on the left there, that's a guide store, and I highly recommend you get a guide heading out oh. across the traveling foothills, otherwise you'll likely get lost pretty easily. Uh, we've been through the foothills before, right? Nope. That's where we met the... Oh, where did we meet the um, guy that gave us the joints? That was north. Oh, okay, okay. Just uh, extends his hand to shake Elbit, so he's like, hey, well, yeah, thanks a lot, Elbit. I'll, uh, I'll definitely do that. Alright. You uh, make sure stuff on by again here. Just don't bring any trouble with you next time. Well, I can't promise anything. I didn't, I didn't bring it with a, you know. Yeah, never mind. I, I'll do my best. <laughs> and uh, make sure you tell them Elbit sent you. They'll make sure to hook you up with the the best one there. Might not seem like it at first, but definitely the best uh, guide. Okay, thanks a lot, Elbit. Jess would go find it. Do we have to hire a dude to go with us? Is this like a Hondor family cart thing? Like, do we have to pay a deposit on the dude? Because I'm not ready for dude ownership yet. It's a dude lease. Mm. I don't know if we have the credit for that. <laughs> to, to get a dude? No, we're leasing a dude. It's okay. <laughs> to lease a dude, sorry. They always get you with insurance, though. Yeah, just don't... We just As long as we don't let Nirawrk negotiate, I think we'll be okay. All right, let's go <laughs> kick this dude's tires. Yeah, so Chess would go back and let him sort of pass on along everything... That uh, was said. Okay. So the kind of dancing kind of dies down. Looks like they're all going to kind of take a break of some kind, relax for for a minute. And as it dies down, you kind of all meet up together again and just points you towards the last tent at the end on the left. Um, you know those children's shoes that light up when they walk? Pip was <laughs> yes. so excited by that Monday party that his feet are still doing that <laughs> as he walks along. Awesome. <laughs> Very nice. Walk along through the stores. If there's anything else you might need, it's, they may have it. It's like there's not a ton of stuff here. But as you kind of get to the end, you see the last one is sign above that says Friendly Guides. Just like this bright purple sign with white lettering. Chess would point at me. Like, well, this is this is where Elbit said to go. He said to at, he said to say that Elbit sent us and that they would give us the best guide. So that seems that seems good, right? It's better than Grouchy Guides down the corner. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That place has terrible customer service. Rallark would like it, <laughs> or maybe he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll we'll go in. Okay. Yeah. So you go in and you. It's just a very modest storefront. They don't really need, you know, any real items on the walls or anything like that. Um, since it's just like a, a guide place, so it's only, you know, probably like six feet wide by five feet deep. It's not that okay. not that large. Um, and there's just one person, humanoid, human female, standing behind the desk, and she greets you when you, when you come in. Welcome to Friendly Guides. My name's Teresa, and I will help you out today. How can I help you? Oh, uh, hey, Teresa, uh, Albert told me to say that he, uh, you know, he sent us over here for a guide. Ah, so, Albert sent you? Okay, we'll make sure to... Okay, we won't use him or him, Okay. <laughs> Are there any phobias of particular types of creatures that y'all might have? Uh, Chess Rogers like, I ain't scared of anything. Pip says most. Dragon's most. <laughs> okay. I think this will be okay. All right, we'll give you our best guide. That will be... Would you like horses as well? Could you ride? Chess looks back at him. He's like, y'all want horses? Will you let me ride on your shoulders? Mm-hmm. If we don't? Uh, really? Yeah. Is Theodore a horse? <laughs> Effectively? No. 
Does Theodore need a horse? No. Oh, okay. Neither right. does Emily. Alright, that's what I mean. So yeah, Theodore is Semele's horse. That's what Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We probably want horses. Um I'm I'm on a bit of a, a TikTok schedule, friends. We gotta we gotta move. Alright, so horses for you going through the traveling foothills? Yes ma'am. Alright. For two approximately two days travel. Let's see. And with the guy we'll give you Jiminy. Cricket? He definitely knows what he's doing. He'll help you out, don't worry. And that will run you about 18 gold. My goodness, I was generous at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just shrugs and looks at it's probably yeah. a fair price. So that's for, for four horses and a guide? Uh, yeah, that seems... What do I know? Ten bananas. <laughs> You're getting the Elbit discount. Ew. 18 units. Uh, Jiminy will meet you out back with your horses. Okay. Probably be like five minutes. Um, if any of the shops on the way through seemed like they might have brewer's supplies or brewer's tools, I would like to pick some up. If not, it's not a big deal, and I will probably just grab some of them when we get to Peso. But that Etten really did did a number on the keg. <laughs> Are you going to brew a whole new batch? Oh, yeah. I'll just say they... With a quick peruse, you wouldn't be able to find. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I figured as much, but... Terry, uh, just checking. When we get to Pesop, do we just send Jiminy home with the horses, or do you have a... Yeah, he'll take them back to us. Okay, all right. I got... I'm all flustered about deposits and drop-off points, but this sounds like a good deal. <laughs> One-way rentals. Yeah. All right, hope you have a safe trip. Well, thank you. I guess we go to find our cricket. <laughs> So you waddle out and you kind of turn the corner. You see there are four horses getting prepared and you look at the individual and he kind of turns towards you and he, you, you see it's a furred creature. Looks to be almost hyena-like. It's got these big yellow eyes, crazy teeth. Looks quite intimidating. Has this leather armor on its body. Short legs, high, high back, high neck. Uh, give a, I guess just history. stone. Four. Go, go taste him. Oh, not 20. So 19. Well, 12. <laughs> Three. I feel like Pip would almost have disadvantage because he's already scared. All right. So Thodrain and Pip, you know this to be a Noel. Oh, no. Turns to you and it just... <clears throat> she probably said my name is Jiminy, but I prefer the name Snarl. I'm... They call me Snarl. Snarl the Silent. <laughs> I'll take you on your way. That'll be it. I don't like to make friends. I'm sorry about that. Chess looks at Rallark and he's like, well, that's perfect for you. <laughs> BFFs forever. Yeah. Chess well, um, is just kind of staring at him. He's, so let's get on the horses. Let's get on our way. And what the hell is that thing? And he looks at uh, Theodore. He's fine. He's with us. Pip is trying to step up and be brave and is doing a horrible job. <laughs> Can it keep up? Yes, or not. All right, then let's go. And it, he so, immediately hops on before you even, like, go to the horses, and it starts riding towards the river. Seema! Your your buddy can keep up with the pony, right? Well, uh, Jesse got his pace right now. <laughs> Easily. Uh, okay, good girl. Awesome. Jesse's like, oh shoot, we get guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm not sure the Funky's ever ridden a horse because I'm like four and a half feet tall. Probably haven't hopped on one before. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a lift. Yeah. yeah. Kind of looking up, 
and looking at the horse. Chest uh, tosses Funky uh, up onto the horse, uh, which probably breaks its back. Uh, yeah, Pip doesn't need a look at <laughs> either Funky, or doesn't look at either Chest or Ralark, but just holds his arms straight up, expecting somebody to help deal with the situation. Chest also does the same thing for Pip, but it does not break the horse's back. <laughs> All right, so you all kind of scramble up onto your horses. Give everybody give an animal handling check. Seventeen. So Thirteen. Twenty. I have surprisingly good animal handling. Yeah, me too. I have eighteen. Dang, we all know our animals. What'd you get, Thawd Rain? I had seventeen. Nice. So you all are able to just quickly kind of pat the the side of the horse's uh, mane, just kind of calming it down a little bit, getting it to trust you, and then you immediately kind of take off after. Snarl, and you see Snarl kind of is going straight at the river. Oh, uh, Tyler, I'm also casting a first level spell to do speak with animals, so I can just say, Hi, I'm Pip, what's your name? Oh my god, I haven't had anybody ever talk to me before. My name is... Wait, nobody's ever named me. Uh, oh. I want to oh. be named Carl. Okay, Carl, let's do this. We're best friends. Okay, what's your name? I'm Pip. I just said that. I'm sorry. I don't have a great memory. I'm a horse. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the rest of the podcast. (laughs) Drink it in, everyone. (laughs) All right, let's go. This is going to be fun. All right, I got Carl. Let's do this. We're headed towards the river. (laughs) (laughs) And you see Snarl is just like full gallop, but going straight at the river and is probably like 20 feet away from it. Chest is, um, chest is galloping, and he's just like, he's kind of starting to get nervous and looking around. He's just like, Snarl, are you going to slow down? There's a river there. Keep up. And you see, once he gets to the river's edge, each horse step, there's a glow, and it doesn't fall down towards the river, but almost goes up like over an invisible bridge. What does Thodrain see? Yeah. You do see uh, an invisible bridge, Thodrain, but it's not straight. It's kind of curved. Ooh. So you're seeing Snarl kind of curve around this this like invisible footpath over, and then the other horses instinctively are just following him. Oh, this is okay. fancy. Ah, uh, the- Theodore, Seema, you stay hot on my Carl's butt. <laughs> and you you all kind of pull back on your reins a little bit, probably just reactively as you see him run across, except for. Emily just kind of runs straight in front of you guys with Theodore. It's like, wow, this isn't the coolest thing I've ever seen. And she just immediately just like follows the path and it's right on the heels. Oh, snap. What can she see? Pip's having a heart attack for her. I can't actually see it, but that's what makes it cool. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And they eventually make it over to the other side. Cool. Yeah, just... Just would keep. Just would be like, uh, okay, horse, go do that. Go do that thing. While we're on the bridge, I'm gonna lead into the horse. I shall call you Citra. Just not Carl. Carl's taken. <laughs> and here. And then left, and then right five steps, and then left three steps, and then okay, we did it. You're my favorite NPC. <laughs> <laughs> so you all eventually make it across, and then kind of what we'll do, I think, to close things out is. I would like one of you, doesn't matter who, to roll a d20. Not Ben. Tom, 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 Tom. Not Ben. Any modifiers or no? And I'm not even shitting you. Hmm? 20! Wow! I thought you were trying to show me a 14. And I'm like, good job. (laughs) So you are 
going throughout your first stay here and your understanding why it's called the traveling foothills and why you actually needed a guide is that the different foothills are different widths but they're all the same height so as you're going through it's almost like a maze and you can't kind of go onto the top of one that's taller than the others and look down because they're all about the same height so it's really hard to navigate and he's just like kind of weaving through these different different hills and you get to a point and he says just want just kind of want to check what's up here first and you go up to the top of a hill and funky or sorry thawdrain you see on the top of another hill staring at you no one else is able to see this as you're kind of looking around you see the night hag that you had fought a couple of weeks ago except this time it has a friend Uh, guys guys creepy creepy old ladies over there um, I think it's the one we, we tried to do a light murder on and a friend. Jess is looking around. He looks back at Funky. He's like, Funky, you, are you already drunk? I don't see anything. Uh, not, not yet. Believe me, I uh, wish I was for this. What's a, what's a night hag? It's the <laughs> thing the, we fought in that swamp town. Baby oh, here. Swampton! U.S. Oh, beans. She got away. Yep. Well, next time on the Walking no down the podcast. hill and up the hill towards you guys. Both of them are. Uh, and that's where we'll pick up next time. Right. About halfway through the day. Fantastic. Creepy, creepy old lady. Wow. That's like one of the few times we should have done a better kill. So this episode, real simple one. We had the fight, and then we had them getting ready to head off towards Petsop. So the fight, I used this bar brawl character, just a homebrew NPC that I found online, and you saw some of the special moves that it could do, which was pretty fun just to try something different. Then at the end, we met Snarl, who will help the group travel through the traveling foothills, and I think that this is a character that will slowly start to grow on people within the really good four and hopefully with the people listening as well. And that's really it for this episode. Thank you all for listening and we'll catch you for the next episode of the No Mercy Podcast.